The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. It's Vince The Voice Bailey and this is Black Mental Matters with myself along with Makiba Reed Johnson and the entire team. We work to eradicate that stigma as it relates to mental health in the black community. And me personally, man, I just love all kinds of people. I have had the uh, blessings, the fortune to be able to interact with all types. And so I'm just, you know, concerned with, of course, my black community, but also how others deal with mental health in their communities. And we had a young man to reach out to us originally from Cuba, now living down in Florida, Latino brother, Joaquin Martinez. And we just want to discuss with him. He's a licensed, a social worker, specialized the marriage counseling, uh, dealing with the Latino community, and we want to experience that and begin to build these cultural partnerships so that we can all come up together. Because, you know, brown mental matters, yellow mental matters, red mental matters, and this, of course, is black mental matters. We can all bring it together. It all matters. You know what I'm saying? It starts right now. It's Black Mental Matters with Vince Bailey and Makiba Reed Johnson. How you doing, Makiba? I'm doing pretty good, Vince. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm Patch Adams today. I got a little <laughs> little eye thing going on, oh, no. but I don't want to scare people. So I okay. said, <laughs> but I'm doing fine, doing fine. Everything, uh, you know, is everything. I, I just want to commend you again. I was listening to NPR this morning. And once again, uh, the topic was, guess what? The active shooter thing that we talked about on the phone the other day. And That's then. Uh, Right. did a mini cast, you know, and how it's it's been traumatizing the kids. And, and as uh, we ascertained that they need to get some mental health professionals mm-hmm. involved in that, right? Exactly. I think I was listening to the same um, mm-hmm. radio show while, while I was on my way over here. I heard that same thing of parents, teachers and students, you know, saying that the actual active shooter um, drill was more traumatizing than it was helpful. Yeah, yeah, and and seems like they're realizing it too. And so, uh, kudos on that. That's why Absolutely. we're Black Mental Matters. Right. And uh, not only, you know, again, this show is Black Mental Matters. We want to address the stigma in the African American Black community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is something. And when we say we're not alone, you know that Absolutely. that you're not alone if if this is something that's going on in your life. But not only are you not alone in your household, you're not alo- alone on this earth because cross culturally people are dealing with the same kinds of stigmas in fact sometimes even more so absolutely and Mm. and i'm glad you're bringing that up because it's this is these are things that are being dealt with in each community Mm -hmm. in marginalized communities in particular you know the um thing that with with mental health we just have not had a chance to have a discussion about it because we've got so many other issues mm-hmm. that we're dealing with culturally that it kind of takes us some time to peel back those layers and realize, okay, now is the time that we need to start having some conversations about this. That's right. That's right. And when you look, uh, I was doing some, some research, you know, and mm-hmm. what was it? The, uh, in the Asian American community, they did a big study. Only 12% of Asians would even mention that there were mental health, uh, that they were having some mental health issues to a friend or a relative, 12% versus 25% of whites, right. uh, a meager 4% of Asians would even seek help from a psychiatrist or a special 
specialist. Only 3% of Asians would seek help from a physician even, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. And yeah. then, uh, you know, the, the Latin American community, Hispanic Americans, uh, along with Asians, they see people with mental health issues as being dangerous. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and I think we also need to, as you know, we talk about mental health in the black community, we need to make sure that we're reaching across the aisle and embracing yes. our brown brothers and sisters, because with all of the talk about, you know, immigration and the uh, pressure put on, you know, immigrants and people of color that are trying to come over here for a better life and the trauma that they're seeing and they're feeling and the marginalization and the discrimination that they're seeing, you know, we need to, you know, cross arms with them and link up with them and for us to step over and realize this is not just about us, right. but we need to also let other communities know, hey, you know, we need to start having conversations about this because there is strength in numbers. It's amazing that you said, you know, the the uh, immigration because people don't realize, I mean, that is a traumatic experience. Absolutely. I mean, just like in the black community where we, you know, had to deal with uh, the trauma of slavery mm-hmm. and, and discrimination, Jim Crow and all that. But when you also talking about, uh, you know, maybe get, riding a boat all across the way here mm-hmm. or uh, in the Asian community, you know, living in Cambodia where there's war going on and you're trying to escape. And then when they get here to America, some of the statistics show that, you know, there's a euphoria when you first get here, Mm -hmm. but then America settles in and then you start getting some mental health (laughs) issues. Like, oh my God, it ain't what I thought it was. Right, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's the um, bursting of of the bubble. Bursting of the bubble. Yeah, when we start to realize, you know, a lot of people that are coming over here to seek a, a better life are you know being made to feel like they don't belong here right and that has an impact on young adults and children in particular right 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 another big one is uh uh first nations mm-hmm. uh people you know the native americans right. are indians here in america the native americans uh in canada the aborigines mm-hmm. you know where they also big uh, trauma and uh i mean you can see if you've ever been to cherokee north carolina or some of the indian reservations mm-hmm. you know a lot of mental health issues a lot of uh, substance abuse issues right. uh so this thing is, is not just you know, so here we go, black folks. We're not alone in this thing. No, we're not. You know? Yeah, yeah. This is collective, and it's it's time for us to start having conversations across communities. I think the uh, term I, I saw was uh, uh, cultural partnerships. Oh, I like that. Cultural partnerships, as opposed to, or in addition to, the cultural competence. Right. Cultural. I'm getting good Man, at this. I've been hanging around you too long. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> been hanging around you too long. But uh, what's what's also great though is that we have been uh, getting um, correspondence from mm-hmm. people, you know, across the board. Right. Uh, white, black. Asian, Hispanic, you know, who have tuned in or listened and said, yeah, you know, we're kind of going through this same kind of thing. And and uh, I think that's very, very powerful. Huh? I, th- I think it is, too, for us to realize that the common thread is mental health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we have a surprise for everyone. Uh, we're going to take a small pause for the cause. We have one of our Latin brothers who has dedicated his life. And that's what we want. We want in our community, the black community, young people to take on this uh, challenge. He's accepted the challenge and uh when we come back joaquin martinez absolutely i'm excited joaquin all right stand by everybody it's black metal matters
Welcome back. It's uh, Black Mental Matters with uh, Vince the Voice and Makiba Reed Johnson. And again, today, Makiba, we're crossing the borders. We're talking about, again, the, um, you know, uh, cultural diversity in the mm-hmm. world of mental health. Black folks, is we're not the only ones. And uh, you have a special guest that's joining us to uh, introduce your guest. Sure. I would like to introduce our Black Mental Matters audience to Joaquin Martinez. Uh, Marquin, I'm sorry, Joaquin Martinez um, reached out to us via Twitter. So mm-hmm. welcome to the program. Joaquin. Hi, Makiba. Thanks for having me. Sure. So, Joaquin, uh, the man, it's a pleasure to meet you all the way in uh, Florida. And uh, so tell us your story, man. Originally from uh, uh, Cuba, and now you're a licensed uh, marriage counselor. Uh, so so the, tell, tell me your story, man, of how you got here. Sure. So first, I'm um, licensed clinical social worker. So social that's work. how I okay. do marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely describe myself as a marriage counselor because a lot of times people don't really know what I do until I say marriage counselor. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am originally from Cuba. I was born in Havana, and um, I came to the United States at five years old. So we left Cuba when I was five, and I got here when I was six. Mm. So you can imagine already how long that took for us to get wow. here. Wow. You ain't kidding. One night, in the middle of the night, um, my mom tells me that we're going to America, just out of nowhere. And I'm five years old, so I'm thinking we're going to get on a spaceship or something to <laughs> go to America. Mm. And my mom puts us on a boat in the middle of the night. My brother and a couple of other family members, it might have been like 17 of us in a very small boat. And we just, you know, drift off into nothing, really, because wow. that's what you see when you're out there in the ocean. Wow. And I remember throwing up a lot mm. <laughs> in that night. Mm. And I remember we got into a storm. And the next day, we were intercepted by the U.S. Coast Guard. During that time, this was uh, 1995, um, the U.S. Coast Guard was you know, roaming around the water searching for Cuban um, refugees. And they took us in, and we were then taken to Guantanamo for six to eight months, something like that, mm. after that. And, uh, and what Guantanamo, that's Guantanamo Bay, the uh, place we hear about so much in the news. Uh, Correct. We were at a refugee camp there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for about six, it might, might have been nine months, really, um, because that, we left in February. We got here in October. So that time frame. Wow. So, so, so fast forward uh, from what a journey that was. Your family, did, did everyone make it here safely first? Let me ask that question. Did everyone make it safely? Yes. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, oh, thankfully we did. Um, the great thing, well, I mean, the difficult part about coming to America was that when we got to America, we were left at Miami Airport, and the U.S. government told us, hey, you know, welcome to America. Here's America. Now, you know, go out there now and live your life. Mm. And that's basically what we had to do. We were homeless for another six months after that because we didn't have anyone. We didn't have any family. We didn't have any resources in the community. So we basically just were living off of whatever we could at that moment. Wow, wow. And so would you say that that experience uh, as a child is what propelled you into being uh, now a, a, a counselor for others that, that, that you know, the, what you went through, uh, you know, you wanted to help others mm-hmm. as a result? So I definitely started it, but um, one thing that definitely kind of stuck out to my mind as I was growing older, was our first Thanksgiving. Um, for us, Thanksgiving is a very big deal, and the reason why is because our first Thanksgiving, so we're here in October, November's coming up, and I just started school. You know, it's a six-year-old now, and I'm explaining to my parents what Thanksgiving is about. 
mm. because you, we don't have Thanksgiving in Cuba. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I'm explaining to them what we're supposed to do, the feast that we're supposed to have. And my parents, of course, aren't telling me that we don't have the resources to have this feast for Thanksgiving. Mm. So, you know, they don't want to tell me because at that point we're, you know, using food stamps and we're, you know, kind of using the little bit that we can to survive daily. And the amazing thing that happened was that a group of community members in our apartment got together and literally created our first Thanksgiving by giving us a cornucopia of food. Wow. That's and that's how we had our first Thanksgiving. So to that. us, Thanksgiving is not about um, the you know pilgrims coming over and mm-hmm. like that. To us, it was about the people in our community helping us understand, you know, sharing and being together. I love the way you said a uh, cornucopia. Yes. So that that, that, that sounds like a lot of good food, man. Y'all just <laughs> that, that that's what's up. It was great. It was great. So that stuck to me. That stuck to me throughout my life, and um, I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to have an impact on people. I just didn't know how. Well, one of the that's kind of how I ended up in counseling. I'm I'm so glad uh, uh, that 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 you did make this uh, decision, and and Makiba was so uh, impressed with the uh, work that you've been doing and things. And so, you know, one of the questions that I have, and I think that a number of uh, of, of our audience would have for you, you know, is there a some some things that are say unique? To because you're uh, be considered what a Latin American or Hispanic American. Mm-hmm. What is what is the correct uh, nomen, nomenclature? I should say. Um, I like Latin. I like Latino. You know, Latinx is a good name too. Now that a lot of Latino people are using Latinx, right? Um, so kind of differentiate between the A, the Latino, and Latina. Mm-hmm. Um, Cuban works too. You know, it's all the same to me, honestly. It's all the I same. I don't like to use the word Hispanic. Right. That's the only word I don't like to use. Okay. That's a made up word. I know. I know. That's a made yeah, up word. Yeah, that's kind of it's not a Spanish word. Okay. So, so um, you know, in the uh, Latino community, uh, just like in the uh, black community, there are some things that are kind of specific, you know, uh, or some things that are common. What would you say are some of the issues that 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 are different, you know, than say in the black community for the Latino community as it relates to mental health relationships, those kinds of things? I don't know because I think a lot of it is very similar. Hmm. Um, I think maybe one of the bigger differences is that you see that you don't really hear talked about so much, but you, you see it more when you're in the Latino community is the inner racism within Latino communities. Mm. Kind of like you have that kind of um, instilled racism from colonialism, really. When you're thinking about, you know, the lighter you are, the right. better the person is. Colorism. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So maybe that's a little bit more influenced, I would say. But everything else, I mean, you would see about the same, honestly, because you see the same, you still see the same mental health disparities. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the same health disparities. You know, these are all things that are co-occurring. Right. I would say. Right. You know what, um, Joaquin? What I think is so interesting about the work that you do is when you when you're thinking about couples counseling um, and mm-hmm. mental health and therapy, is that it is difficult enough to deal with your own stuff. And so, you know, <laughs> so when you're single and you've got mental health issues, that's like, you know, one whole set of problems right there. When you merge with another individual and then that individual's mm-hmm. got their problems that they have mm-hmm. not been normalized as far as, you know, talking about things and, you know, 
addressing trauma, then you've got two people that are coming together um, that are trying to address mental health and, you know, and life and love and relationship. And so what I think is interesting in the work that you do is I am just really impressed with just the fact that you can get couples together on the same page to agree to sit down and not only talk about their personal stuff, but also talk about the intimacy and the issues that they're having in their relationships. And at the beginning um, of the podcast, when we were kind of talking off the air, you mentioned, you know, that part of the barrier to, um, you know, couples um, seeking uh, counseling is that they don't want people in their intimacy. They don't want people to know, or they don't want anyone, you know, in their personal business, you know, sex and, you know, lack of sex or, physical violence Mm -hmm. even, you know, like these are things that are very, very personal. And these are things that people don't like to even admit to themselves sometimes that they they have an issue with. So I just want to just hear from you, you know, how you are convincing couples, you know, to not only make it to therapy, but to continue coming. Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely, Makiba. I think um, one of the things that I do is that I'm very real with all of my clients. Mm -hmm. I'm me. Yeah. And I tell I tell that to my clients. I said, "Hey, I'm me. What you're gonna get is you're gonna get a lot of me. So I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna tell you what I think and tell you what I feel. And I'm not always right. Mm. I'm not always right. What I am going to do is help you communicate with your significant other in the best way possible. Awesome. That's what I'm gonna do because I find that a lot of couples what they do is they often lack that understanding of each other or lack the ability to communicate with each other." No, wait, so I, I really have, go ahead. No, I, I thought that was just a black problem. <laughs> <laughs> you see? That, that happens a lot, man. Yeah. It's, it's so incredible that I'm here just, you know, helping couples just understand each other in a better way and really get to know each other in a deeper, more meaningful way. Mm. So the way that I can, you know, connect with guys and tell them, hey, listen, I'm going, I went through some very similar things and I'll share parts of my life. I know a lot of counselors don't believe in sharing parts of their lives, but I don't, I think, you know, that's just me being genuine about who I am. And I tell them, I went through something very similar. And, you know, this is the thing that I've done. Let's, you know, talk about this now. Let's have this open space where we can share and create. I actually love that approach, um, Joaquin. You're the first therapist that I've actually seen be very transparent with, you know, their own background and, and their own history with things that went wrong or could have gone better in their own relationship. Because when you bring yourself to the table, it allows people to let their walls down. Mm-hmm. So thank you so Correct. much for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's important that, um, I think a lot of times in therapy, at least through mainstream media, therapy seems like the therapist is the person who knows it all. Right. The, the, the expert, you know, you come to this person to get fixed, if you will. Mm. Right. But in my sessions, I tell people I'm just a normal person, just like you. Joaquin, man, uh, again, uh, I am so uh, excited about you. And, and you're, you're a young man and uh, you're taking on this challenge. And, and uh, we want to encourage as part of our mission. We really want to encourage others in, in the black community, young folks, you know, to uh, pursue a career in this. So when we come back, we're going to take mm-hmm. a small pause for the cause. And uh, I want you to help us out, man. Help us encourage some of our folks and, and so much more. So. Stay right there, everyone. Uh, This is uh, Black Middle Matters.
Mental Matters once again, and um, Vince and Makiba, and we are on the line with a new great friend, and he's doing such great things down in Orlando, Florida, Joaquin Martinez. How you doing, Joaquin? Hey, it's still doing great, man. Thanks for having me. You're still doing great. That's that's awesome, man. And so, uh, again, we're reaching across uh, because we're talking about those cultural partnerships and Joaquin being a Cuban, Latino, you know, he the man with the plan and he got everything in his hand down in Orlando. You say I did all that? I see. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> he, he told me earlier he had some Nigerian in him, you know, and everything, hey, you know. Hey, but, well, you know, I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be, but I'm, I'm silly at the the same time, Joaquin, but I'm serious, and I love me some Latin folks, man. I don't like your food, but, oh, I, I, love, <laughs> but I love me some Latin folks, man, got flavor, and just do things, and, you know, and uh, of course, you know, these days, it's all about work ethic, you know, and so there, you know, people say what they want to say, and, and, and I'll, I will share this with you, that when I first moved here to Georgia, I, uh, I was really upset about them talking about uh, folks who were uh, you know, at the Home Depot trying to get work. But I've seen men go from at the Home Depot, standing around to get some work, to starting their own business, to having their own conglomeration going on. You know what I mean? Yep. That, that, that I like that Latin uh, work ethic, man. So uh, t- tell me about your clientele. I mean, is, is your clientele mainly uh, uh, people of, of color or t- talk about that? So I target a lot of minorities because of the mental health disparities and because of the disparities in relationship counseling. Mm. So I target a lot of minorities. Um, my clientele is pretty, I would say, pretty spread pretty spread even. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say with, specifically with my Latino clients is a lot of times they feel more comfortable with me because, first of all, I'm Latino as well. Right. But second thing is I speak the language that they speak. Right. Mm. Which makes counseling for them intimate a whole different level. Mm. So when we're in the middle of the session now, you know, they want to speak English and now they want to code switch to Spanish and I can understand exactly what they're saying. I'm right there with them without having to, you know, kind of gag or ask for a translation or have them try to translate. So a lot of my Spanish speaking clients feel very comfortable with me because of that aspect. That is awesome. That's awesome. I also noticed, Joaquin, that in your bio or, or on your Insight Counseling um, website that you do counseling for, you know, same sex couples, um, non-binary couples, trans couples, mm-hmm. non-gender conforming couples. And I really appreciate it. I noticed in your email that you sent me that you did give me your, your pronouns. I, I think it's yeah. really important. In, that too. Yes, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I and, and thank you so much for that, because in communities of color, we, you know, we have so much transphobia, you know, so much homophobia that we forget that we have couples that are not comfortable seeking therapy because they don't feel like they'll be welcome. They, they think that everything is heteronormative when it comes to mental health and different practices and approaches and treatment to you know mental health and counseling. So thank you so much for making sure that you're putting out there that you are open to having all couples, no matter who you are, no matter who you love, no matter who you are in a relationship with, that you are available to them to help them with their relationship. Well, I'll be honest with you. To be honest, I wish I didn't have to put that because it should be understood. Absolutely. But unfortunately, it isn't. I remember um, one of my couples, one of the same-sex couples, Latino couples, they um, reached out to me and they said, hey, do you accept you know, same-sex couples? And I'm like, absolutely. What wow. are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> you know, I didn't think right. of it twice. Right. And, um, and they told me, like, no, um, we've just been having difficulty finding 
a couples counselor that mm-hmm. will you know accept us and, and that's when it hit me that I need to make sure I put this out there more so people can feel safe and secure and you know coming because I think as counselors we should be inviting of anyone honestly we keep it, you, you use the word what was that word Hetero, heteronormative yes. what did you say heteronormative yeah heteronormative yes and, and that's the assumption mm. that everyone around you is heterosexual mm. um, because when you think of couples counseling you think about a man and a woman right um, and mm-hmm. Joaquin and I love that you mentioned this too that you know, with you know some of that stereotype as as well, Joaquin. You mentioned that when you think about a therapist, you're thinking about a white woman about 56 years of age. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so when you think about couples therapy, you are not thinking about you know a non-binary person and a trans person of color with a Cuban counselor. I mean, like this is awesome. So, so thank you so much for challenging these stereotypes. <laughs> and I think it's really important, honestly. That's why even on my website, when I, um, I have a new website that just built up recently, it's insightcounseling.com. Um, at this website, when I was building it, the person that was building it for me originally built it and had a bunch of white couples on the pictures. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I immediately, you know, emailed them back. I'm like, hey, listen, I need some corrections. I need you to show some diversity yes. yeah. in, my, in my couples because I, you know, I help diverse clients. Right. I want my clients to feel understood and feel welcomed through the pictures that they see on their website. Right, right. And, you know, thankfully, we've done, you know, some, I, not as much as I want to, so I got to get back to them and get more. But, you know, it's called a reflection of you know, who we are. Absolutely. Joaquin, again, you're, you're a young man and uh, you have uh, gotten into this career. We want to encourage in the black community, young uh, professionals to get into this career as well. Has this been a fulfilling? I mean, is this uh, could you give some words to those young folks out there, man, that could encourage them to to take on this uh, wonderful career in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the community? I think one of the most important things is that um, being a therapist sometimes can seem as a daunting career because you know you have to go to graduate school and you know then you're as a therapist you feel like you're in a position of helping out with um you feel like you're in a position that you're supposed to know it all mm-hmm. basically you're supposed to help and be all-knowing and the reality is um i talk to a lot of young therapists and i tell them hey listen you don't know it all you're supposed to know it all and talk to your clients about that have that open conversation mm-hmm. you know so you know kind of getting away from that daunting feeling and really just, you know, if you want to help out somebody, do the best that you can. That's all that will ever matter, honestly. Okay, all that great. will ever matter is do the best that you can and you genuinely feel for the person. Absolutely. And can I just ask you one more question, Joaquin? I'm always interested yeah. in how healers and therapists, what do you do for your own self-care? How do mm-hmm. you come home after, you know, eight, 10 hours of hearing other people's problems and disconnect from that and take care of yourself without taking on everybody else's problems. Because that's one reason why some people don't want to get into counseling is because they're, you know, a, a lot of people are empaths and they feel like they can't turn that off once they've been given someone else's energy. So what do you do for your own self-care and how do you balance all this? You know, that's a great question. That's something that my wife and I have worked on for many years because actually she's a therapist as well. Oh, wow. So you can already imagine that household. Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, but, um, we work on that continuously. That's something that we continuously do. So when we get home, you know, work is done. 
if we need to process something, we'll help each other out and we'll say, hey, listen, I need you to listen to me for a minute. Can you listen to me about this? And that way we can process and help each other out through it. But after that, that's it. You know, we have multiple things going on. You know, we got a baby on the way, so we got all the things to worry about. Congrats. You know, so we make sure that we're constantly in the moment. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Well, I, I have a great wife, too, but she's not a therapist. So I call Makiba, man. I ain't going to lie to you. She, 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 we cry together she, on the phone. Vince, you need to slow That's down. exactly what's needed sometimes. <laughs> right. Good. I'm glad you do that. Man. Well, listen, Joaquin, we're running out of time, man. But could you uh, go ahead and uh, how can people contact you and uh, all that good stuff, man? What's what's the 411 to get a hold of Joaquin Martinez? Yeah, sure. So you can find my information at Insight Counseling, that's E-N-C-I-T-E counseling.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm also on Twitter at Real underscore J Martinez, from the Real J Martinez, of course. And um, you can find me on Instagram as well, Insight Counseling. See, young folks, they all tweeting and Instagramming yes. and everything. That's how, but that's how it's done these right, days. That's right. That's how it's done. Well, we, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again so much, man. And uh, we wish you the best of everything, best of success and continued success. And I'm sure this won't be the last time we'll be interacting. Mm-hmm. My brown brother. So, brown, you, you trying to tell me brown mental matters too? Oh. We had black mental matter, brown. Don't you take that? I already do. <laughs> brown mental matters, black mental matters. All all of us matters, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna really push more on this cultural partnerships, Makiba. Uh, who knows? You know what we're gonna have uh, uh, next. But as long as they're good folks like Joaquin, I think yes. uh, we got a bright future ahead. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joaquin. We really appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right, man. I'm throwing up you a peace sign, and uh, uh, God bless. Continue success, and uh, we'll see everyone next time. Hope you enjoyed it. It's uh, Black Middle Matters. Take care. Black Middle Matters.